today we will be sharing our biggest and boldest predictions for 2024. Are we gonna get Switch 2 this year? I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe we know. Stay tuned and find out what we think is gonna happen. This is the one we've been hearing from people for weeks now who have been anticipating yes. this very episode. Yes. Last year we did this. We should say it is January second. It is today. January second. Time lock it in. Time lock. Uh, we Look did a pretty good. We did a pretty good job we with did. our predictions last year. Yeah, we and did we are twenty-three back. predictions for twenty twenty-three. Right. And then at the very end of the year, we did like a big check-in to make sure that we were hitting these predictions, and we did really good. We got like I would say like an A on that, an A, an A grade. So this today we're going to be doing twenty-four. Predictions for 2024, and then at the end of the year, we'll do the same thing. We'll That's check right. in and grade ourselves and see how we do. But yeah, this year's got some little little wrinkles to it. This year's that a make little it tricky. A little trickier, I would yeah, say. I think so too. But I think we're up to it. I think so too. I think this year is definitely feeling like a bit more nebulous than 2023. Um, but yeah, that's what makes it fun, you know. Right. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how we do at the end of the year, and it's going to be a fun year to see what actually happens. Um, happy New Year, by the way. Oh, Happy New Year to you. I haven't seen each <laughs> Not other. Not seen you in quite some time. In, in, a, in a few days. Right. In a, maybe a week or so. So, yeah. We're back. We're back. We're here. Yay. Um, we're that, so, all of that is coming up in just one moment. But before we get started, we want to thank our wonderful Patreon subscribers for making all of this possible. If you'd like to join us, we are patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. We got so many lovely messages when we posted our little, like, Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Um, from people that have just been so kind and, and told, tell us that, you know, they love the podcast. They love being part of our wonderful Patreon community. Um, so those were really, really fun to read. And, and thank you so much. We, we so appreciate and we're so grateful for you guys. Yeah. And if you're curious, there's kind of three main chunks of stuff you can get through our Patreon. First is access to our Discord, which is a great place where we're all hanging out and talking games all day long. Mm -hmm. Second is early access to stuff like this podcast and other videos that we do. And then finally, all the great uh, exclusive content. Yeah, like there is a lot. Like Q&As, yes. uh, behind the scenes. We're doing one of those mm -hmm. today. Stuff you cannot get literally anywhere else. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, if you'd like to join us, we'll put the link here. Um, but, yes, we love them. They're the best. All right. We did also, we did. Looking, looking ahead to this year that we are now currently in, 2024. In I told this to you. Me? 2024, I'm okay with that being a year that we're in. Next Why? year being 2025, I'm not ready for that. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. That, because it's like 2025. No, that just feels like a long. That feels like the far flung future. 2025, well, we'll have flying cars by then, right? Blade Runner? Exactly. 2077 is when I'm going to get worried. 2077 <laughs> is when I. That's when I get my cybernetic implants. That, yeah, exactly. Right. That's when I'm like, okay, well, that's I'm a robot. That's this podcast is going robot up a notch. Now. Now I'm a giant a hologram. Robot brain. I'm a hologram. I, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm living in like a dystopian future. Um, but 2024. We did our top, or most anticipated games of the year. That is a video so that is out now if you'd yes. like to see. Uh, yes, we're going to be talking about things that maybe are not fully confirmed yet in our predictions, but mm -hmm. there is a lot, especially in this first quarter, that, that is, is confirmed. set to come out, has dates coming out in like, yes. that first game, Prince of Persia, is coming out in like 10 days. I'm so excited. Uh, it's yeah. a lot to get excited for. Yes, exactly. So that video is live now if you want to check that out. And then let us know if we missed anything. There's been a lot of comments for games that people are excited about on their 2024 list that we didn't know about. So we like to 
learn all the things that you guys are excited about too. So tell us, tell us. I do need to confront you about something. What? What? Already? It's been uh, the yes. first. Yes, it's the first confrontation it's like the, of 2024. It's been 19 <laughs> minutes since I have been reunited with you, and there's already a confrontation. What? What? Now? Um, in the video, in the thumbnail, you have an image of Paper Mario. <laughs> Which is great because oh Paper Mario Thousand Year Door is coming out this year. Right. It's very it's a game we're both yes. extremely excited for. Somebody pointed out. Yes. One of our intrepid viewers uh -huh. pointed out, mm -hmm. hey, that's artwork from Paper Mario's sticker star. What's the deal? You don't like the so troll? So I'm I'm passing that along to you. What is the deal? You don't like the troll? Come on now. It's funny. But you're the number one thousand year door fan. It's funny. It's a troll. Okay. Good it's save. Funny. Good save. Got it. He's holding a little mushroom sticker up. Different game. All right. As always, please direct all complaints to <laughs> it wasn't a complaint. Miss Krista here. It wasn't a complaint. It was an observation. I see. It's just an observation. It was an observation. Yes. Less of a question, more of a comment. Got exactly, it. Exactly. That I can dismiss yes. immediately. Uh, and also, you know, now that we are in 2024, you might be wondering, like, well, what's, you know, are you, are you going to be doing any tweaks? Are you going to be doing any changes? What's oh, going to yeah. be happening on this channel? Yes, we are. Uh, we are not quite ready to roll out all of that stuff. Just yet. Um, yeah. We got a few more little eyes to dots and T's to cross. Yeah. And when we are ready, which should be sometime this month, I would imagine, right. you'll be hearing all about it. And yes. I think you're going to like it. I think you're going to like it. We're really, really excited about it. Um, I think this is going to be a really fun year for us. And yeah, we can't wait to, uh, to kind of roll out some new stuff that we're going to be doing. But again, if you guys have any suggestions of things that you'd like to see, tell us. We want to know. We want to hear from you guys. That's right. All right, it is almost just about time to jump into these predictions. But first, new year, new sponsor. Oh, yeah. This episode is sponsored by Notion. Thank you. Thank Notion you combines Notion. your notes, docs, and projects into one space that's simple and beautifully designed. You yes. are the self-proclaimed... Organizational queen. Queen slash overlord yes. of organization. This is so helpful. Like, we run, basically... A small business together. We are literally small we business are literally owners. Owners of American heroes of industry. That is us. Yes, <laughs> that's us. Um, but what that means is that there's only two people doing all of the work that we need to get done, and we need all the help that we can get. So Notion is a great way for us to organize all of our documents, all of our files. We are able to connect. Um, and work together if we're doing something remotely. Like we just have no time for any sort of difficulties in that area. Right. So having something that streamlines all of our you know abilities to work together is really amazing. Right, and there's a lot of other tools that are out there that have kind of <clears throat> a suite of things that you can do, but you're jumping between different apps to get mm -hmm. between it all and get a little bit jumbled of what well, did I yeah. put it in this or do I have it in that? But with Notion, it's all just in one centralized hub. Exactly, and it does things that's really cool. Like, you know, we have when we write, for, for example, outlines for our, our podcast, it can like help you organize and summarize all of those with an AI assistant. Um, so things like that, that makes it just so much easier for us to work very quickly and efficiently together. Yes, the assistant will help you work faster, write better, think bigger, doing tasks that normally take you a long time, yeah. much more quickly. And uh, did you know, over did half of the Fortune 500 companies, that does not yet include us, uh, are using Notion. <laughs> right now to make uh, their workplace more efficient. Mm -hmm. And this is great. I mean, this is not just for businesses. Like, yeah. you can be a, a person. Like, I need to keep track of my stuff. We've all got yeah, stuff. we got stuff. To keep track of. Right, life, yes. life is hard to keep track it of. It happens, right. Yes. 
So try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash kittenkrista. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash kittenkrista to try the powerful, easy to use Notion AI Assistant today. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show. That's notion.com slash kittenkrista. And we'll put the link right over here and also in the description below. All right, all without right. further ado. The 24 predictions for 2024. Yes. Can I make a confession? Yeah, we may end up we may end up with more than 24. I think so. I think we have more. <laughs> I mean, we try to we're trying to categorize these. You have come up with a yes. good organization. Speaking of organization, so for predicting, I think last year, you know, it was our first time doing it. We were a little bit. We like jumped around. All, we jumped around yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And this year, I'm going to say let's kind of do it in chunks. So the chunks are. Mm -hmm. Switch to announcement details. Yes. Because guess what? We think that's going to happen. Yes. Switch to hardware details. Yes. Switch to games. Mm -hmm. Nintendo, quote, non-games and entertainment. Mm -hmm. I love non-games. PlayStation, Xbox, and then just whatever else. If you've yeah. got something else, I'm not sure right. I do. But yeah. So this is a very Nintendo-heavy prediction. Prediction. Because I think the, the big rumored thing is going to change right. the, the course of the year. Right. Right? I mean, I think I think PlayStation and Xbox will have great years, but I think, so too. I think as far as you know what we're gonna be focused on and most excited about, it's gonna be what's it's happening with be, Nintendo. Yeah. And frankly, a lot of you probably are as well. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. So, yes, I've got about 90% Nintendo stuff. Me too. Uh, yeah, today. I have a couple of little things for Xbox and PlayStation. But, yeah, let's start with all of the... Let's just start with the big elephant in the room and talk about the Nintendo Switch... Dose? Two, dose. Dose. Deuces. Announcement details. What do we think? Yes. Do we think it's going to happen? Yes. But the details of how it's going to happen. All what right. do you think? Uh, would you like me to go first? I think we might have the same one, so go ahead. What we do? So, so now I learned a valuable lesson oh. last year because we get graded on these at the end of the year. Be specific. Do not, oh, don't be too specific. do not put two predictions in a single prediction because uh -huh. you can still mess up if you get one right. So I've broken this into two. Aha. Uh -huh. First. Yes. Switch two will be announced in the first half of this year. First half. Right. Okay. I said Q one. Okay. Of this year, I, which means January, which right. is where we're now. February, March. JFM. JFM. Of course. JFM. I think that's a good possibility. Yes. The one thing that I... I'm not a CFO. Money? Okay. The quarter, the end of fiscal year happens yeah. in March. End of March is the beginning of a new fiscal year. Yes. I don't know where they would want this to be. Right. So if it does end up being in the second quarter of the year, I don't think it's going to be late. I think it would be early. But I do think... That that's just for money purposes. That's part of a conversation that they are having. Yeah. Of how does that impact you know this business right. that we are running? Right. So I think I mostly agree with you, but I wanted to give myself a slight out because of that one little detail. I was yeah. like, mm. yeah. So I was thinking about that as well, and I I just I went back. I'm also not a financial person, so I've no idea. Like a financial planner is who we need to talk to about that about this, but. Um, it's, it feels to me, and, and based on patterns from the past of launching many hardware systems with Nintendo when we were there, um, it does seem like you want to kind of get these sort of, at least an initial announcement out before the end of the fiscal year so that right. you can remain really strong with your shareholders, your like stock and stuff is really healthy. Sure. People think like, great, you have a great year ahead. I mean, if you, announce this, if you announce this at the end of March, 
you're not making any money from it. No, it's not impacting your bottom line really, right. but it is it's more. It's more of a. Future. It's more of a perception. Exactly. Thing. And because they have shareholders, this is an important thing for them, I think, too, that they do consider. Nintendo does consider. Right. This kind of and stuff. Nintendo did get a bit more concerned. Like when we started, there there, there was no. There's like shareholders, whatever. They, they'll be fine. There is a bit more thought. There's definitely more now. There's more thought given to the shareholders now. Yeah. And what, what they think, how they're going to feel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I've seen some people say like, well, you know, they've got these games announced into perhaps the summer. Mm -hmm. So that we have some games that are, you know, still dateless like Paper Mario. Yeah. And I, I don't think that impacts this announcement. I don't think so either. That's, that's the normal course of a console life cycle for yeah. stuff to still be trickling out once the new thing is announced or even once it's out. Yeah. So I don't think I don't think we should read too much into that. And we're going to get into the hardware details and launch title stuff, but I do think it's going to be, you know, very much that situation where you're going to have sort of two systems in the market obviously right. for a period, Some period of, time. of time. Yeah. And Nintendo is going to be supportive of those two systems. Right. So these games that are announced that, that are, you know, sort of just blanket 20, 24 dates or whatever, I don't think it's going to be like, we need a way to have all these games come out before we announce the new console. Like, right. I don't think that's what they're doing Exactly. Metal, so. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Good. So next. Generally aligned on there. Next is my follow-up. To the first one, yes. which is that Switch 2 will release before the start of the holiday season, and I'm defining that as September 1st. So it will okay. release before September 1st. I said summer. Okay. That's yeah. that's probably what I'm leaning as well. I think it's going to be in June, July, to be to be quite like hmm. specific in terms of month. I just think that they're going to want to... We've been talking about this for a, a long time. I think they're going to want to ramp up that marketing in like the April, May... Yeah time frame mm -hmm. that just feels like something is happening then and then I feel like after they sort of do all of that they will launch it in you know either late June early July it's probably going to be constrained in terms of stock at the beginning and people are going to be like wild for it and dealing with the situation of trying to get one is going to like be us. challenging like us like yeah us. I'm just mentally preparing myself now um and then by the time the holiday rolls around, they would have fixed all of those issues, right? Probably, right. And have a healthy amount in the market um, and ready for people to buy and have a really strong, solid holiday season. Yeah. selling it. Yeah, so. I'm with you. It makes a lot of sense to do this before the holiday. There's right. always some kinks you got to work out, yeah. whether it's you know the supply stuff that you mentioned mm -hmm. or something else about like, oh, we got to get this big update out for exactly. to get this functionality that people right. expected. Yeah. And yeah, managing the stock is a very tricky thing. Very so tricky. So don't. Don't just dump it all out there yeah. before Black Friday, and it, mm -hmm. yeah, it's going to sell out. It would have sold out whenever you dropped it. Exactly. So be it a bit more. Sell out. Even even systems that like later on don't sell well. Right. That launch window of That'll that three sell. month launch window, you're guaranteed to sell out. Right. right so right. there's no need to worry right. about like, oh, if I do it at this time frame, it's not going to sell out. That right. will 100% not happen. Right. So. And with the original Switch, let's see, so it was announced in October and it came out in early March. March. So that's like five, I think it was a little under five months Yeah, uh, was the window. Yeah. And I think they could even do it tighter, with a tighter turnaround if, I they, think so too. if they wanted. And that, I think that kind of leads into what we think the hardware will be. But I think that they won't need as much time to explain this to mm. people. You know, Wii U to Switch Jump was pretty huge yeah. like huge different form factor all sorts of things that were you know different from those two consoles 
now we're going from switch to, I'm just calling it switch two for now. Um, but I think it is going to be an easier step to like get people to understand what a switch two is and, yeah. and what, you know, why they should buy it. Right, so, right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. That's all I have as far as the yeah, announcement. Me too. me too. Okay, great. Yeah. So let's get into some of the details of what we think this hardware is going to be. Yes. I don't know how people are going to feel about this, but when I think of what the Switch 2 will be, in terms of the upgrades from the original Switch, I think it will feel, comparing it to a previous jump in generations, I think it will feel most like DS to 3DS. I think so too. Where my, my line is basically, Switch 2 is basically the same, same as Switch, just with more power. Right. So, let's, <laughs> so, so thinking about you know DS to 3DS, you still kept the two screens. Yep. which was the main proposition. So yeah. in this case, it's still going to be a, ha a hybrid handheld thing that you can somehow right. dock, dock it into your TV. Yeah. But, you know, 3DS did add some interesting wrinkles mm -hmm. to that along the way that were not absolutely essential in changing up what this was. Right. But did add, a lot, of, and add a lot of flavor to the experience. Like Street, yeah. Street Pass is a great example. Yeah, yeah. Of, you know, that did not fundamentally change the, the DS slash 3DS, um, you know, concept, but it was a great thing that people are now very fond of. So I think right. we'll get a lot of things like that. Good. Yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think it's going to be very sort of, like, in terms of hardware specs and, like, form factor stuff, we're not going to see, like, a totally new form factor. We're not going to see, like, this crazy thing that doesn't look anything like a Switch and functions completely different. I don't right. think that's it. I think it's going to be obviously more powerful. Maybe there is more efficient ways for you to connect it to your TV, for example. Like there's some quality of life stuff that they do. Um, I do hope that with more power, they do add some of those like person, like personality things back in, like a street pass or oh, like folders a, and themes. Not folders. Thank and you. Themes, yes. No, but like some some little cute little you know. Things that are not just as, you know, Switch is pretty bare bones. eShop music, here we come. eShop music. Big upgrade. <laughs> yes. Um, I would like to see street, street Pass or some kind of fun, like, you know, thing like that right. come back. Maybe there's a brand new thing that they're right. thinking something, of. Something in that... Realm. Realm, yeah. yes. Add yes. a little personality to it. A little, little, little Nintendo, bland. sprinkle some little Nintendo magic, magic onto magic. this. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I think yes. so too. Okay. Great. Wow, we're very... Uh, on the same... Wavelength so far here. here. I have more stuff. Uh, yeah. Next, I spent a lot of time thinking about backwards compatibility. I did too. And how that might get handled or not. And I came to the conclusion that if this is what this system is going to be, you know, a ne next iteration of the Switch concept, mm -hmm. that they really do need to keep backwards compatibility. I agree. I put the same thing down. I but, said there will be backwards compatibility. But and this is something that has been, people have been chattering about, I do think they go the route of two models. Oh, we're differ, differ here. No, I think, so, so let me finish mine and then we can get yours. I think that both models will support digital backwards compatibility. So if you have a game from the eShop, this is great for you. Mm -hmm. So if you have an eShop game, you can play it on, on either version. But I think the higher end version will have the physical Cartridge. cartridge slot. So like a PlayStation 5 <clears throat> model, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I think 
you know, Nintendo is always very conscious of the price of their system. It's not like Sony where it's like, whatever, it's high end. People will pay what it costs. Yeah. They are conscious of being for the masses, for everybody. Mm -hmm. So, and it's just kind of natural that the prices of these things just, are just keep, gonna keep, going keep getting more expensive. Yeah, yeah. So totally. I think for a lot of reasons, they like the option of having the lower end version out there. So they can say, hey, it only costs $300. <clears throat> Starting at $300 versus starting at $400. It's a big difference in people's minds of like, can I afford that? Can I get that? I don't know. Yeah. So I think in a lot of ways, this solves this problem that they have in their mind of like, yeah, we've upgraded the power, but it now costs a lot more. And have we kind of messed up our, you know, the, the markets that we are now available to. And, you know, with this, this um, game card slot, you know, I think the people who want that are the people that would want the full premium experience and would be sure. willing to pay for that. I think there would probably be some other things that differentiate those two systems as well. But I think in terms of solving storage and things like solving that. the backwards yeah. compatibility problem, I think that's how they will do that. Now you differ okay. from this. I differ. Please tell us from this completely. Actually, okay. I do think that it will have backwards compatibility. I don't think there's going to be multiple SKUs. I think that they are worried. I, I totally agree with you that they do have this idea of like, we are for the masses. We are very accessible in terms of price. When we were there at Nintendo, we definitely had a lot of discussions about price and how we communicate price and what that all means. So that is something on their minds. But I think the, the thing that is even more scary to them that they don't want to mess up is they don't want to confuse anybody. Mm -hmm. Like they're just really scared of having so many options out there that it might confuse the end user. And especially when it's very similar to the Wii, Wii U generation, where you're going from a, something that is very that did very well, and you go to something else, and you want people not to be confused about what the differences are between the two things. Um, they obviously won't have the problem that they did with Wii U from Wii to Wii U where people just thought the gamepad was an accessory for the Wii U. They they won't have that problem, but they will have other problems where people are like, you know, well what what is what is the reason why I'm getting this new thing? And how is it different from what I currently have and is it worth it? So I think they're going to be very focused on communicating uh -huh. that. And so I think it's going to be one skew. I think it is going to be priced a bit more premium. My 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 estimated price for this is 399.99. So they're going to keep it right under the $400 mark. But they've been up, you know, s selling games for a more expensive. I think that there is now more just people are more not accepting. I mean, I don't want to pay $400. But, like, people are more, I think, understanding that, like, things just cost more now. Games will cost more. These things will cost more. These th the so thing that, that is so that would mean more. that Xbox has the lowest priced system yes. on the market. But it's not the newest one. It's not the newest one. You want a new thing? Guess what? It's going to cost some money. So So I agree with literally <clears throat> everything that you just said. But this was not a prediction of mine, but I think just a general feeling I have is, you know, when the Switch was coming out and we were learning about it and when things were starting to release, like that was Nintendo at the absolute top of its game. Yeah. Really, you know, being a bit desperate in terms of we need to make this work. Yeah. I don't think that's the Nintendo we have now. Right. So I think they might backslide on some of the things that they were really on top of with the Switch. Because, mm. you know... Yeah, that's true. With the Wii U, we did have two versions. Didn't, right. didn't go great. Did not go great. But 
we do have the proof points of now Xbox and PlayStation have multiple versions, and they seem to be doing all right with it. Yeah. So there are two... There are two sides there are two, there are two yeah. takes on that, but I think, you know, with Nintendo being very uncompromising with the original Switch of like, no, we have to do it this way, or this could be a huge failure and we can be in big trouble. Yeah. I think they're like, eh, it'll be fine. Yeah, they definitely have more confidence now. Right. They're in that era the where... The more arrogant Nintendo. The more arrogant of like, People Nintendo. will figure it. People will just buy it. People will love it. Yeah. Because you just said they don't have to do as much talking, uh, you know, explanation. People hopefully know what the people know yeah, what the switch is. Not. They'll just yeah. buy it. Yeah, give us the yeah. money, and people will buy a switch with more power at a higher price point. Right. People will buy it. So either way, people are going to buy people it. People have been asking for this for years. It's true. Right. Yeah, we don't know how many. people. Did I change your mind? No, <laughs> I don't think it's going to be one skew. I think they're like they're done with the multiple skews. I think they're like they don't like it. Honestly, they do not like it. But anyways, we will see. So we so. Will see. So then back, backwards compatibility then is solved how in your in It your just, they, everybody has it. The slot, whatever the, it, it, whatever physical the, and digital. Yes. Okay, got it. Physical and digital. I don't think they're going to get rid of that little cartridge Great. Slot. Leave it up to some enge engineer to gonna, figure it out. I don't think they're going to change the way the cartridge looks or anything like that. They're, it's probably going to be, unless they okay. they need to jam more stuff it's into It's not going to be UMDs. Maybe it is UMDs. Okay. <laughs> it's not UMDs. Um, yeah, and I, I also think it's going to be compatible with existing controllers, like Joy-Con and stuff will be the same. Like, mm. you can use a Switch Joy-Con. You can use a Pro Controller. Did you have anything in, in here about... It looks like you have many more hardware predictions than I do. I just told you all of them. Oh, that's all of them. Yeah. The price, one SKU, compatible with oh, all wow. existing controllers. Um, basically, the same form factor as Switch, but okay. with more power. Backwards compatibility, and I, I did say that Switch, you know, we talked about this, but we think that there's going to be this transitional period where both consoles will get support. So you think the Joy-Con is just the same thing that carries over? Hopefully the, the left same, one works It's the now. same Joy-Con? I think there's so. There's not like a, a complete rethink of, of what the Joy-Con is. I don't think so. Okay. They might do like a special version of it where like maybe the grips are a little bit, like I've seen the, the you know, the, the... Oh, it's a little bigger. The mocks where it's like, it looks more like a, um, like a handle. Um, they might do like... One additional type of Joy-Con, but I think your old Joy-Con will work. Okay. That might be a way for them to justify a higher price point. It's like, well, the original stuff still works. Mm. You know, you don't need to go on, because Joy-Con comes, comes, comes without Joy-Con, is that what you're saying? Oh my God, no. <laughs> that would be so Com ridiculous. No. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> That's how they save money. Remember when they started, they're like, well, we're not putting a power plug a power in there. plug, yeah. yeah. I was like, why? Oh, this is new. Like, let's like, let's, this package is very yeah. small, because there's no power all plug. All right, like, all right. There. Okay, so yeah. I, I actually didn't have anything else on hardware okay. either. I think I have the most on games. Yeah, I have <clears throat> some game stuff too. So this one, we definitely have this one. For I mean, we've been we've been saying this for for like a year. Mario Kart, Mario Kart 9, Nine will be the key launch title for yes. Switch Two. Yes, Mario Kart we Nine agree. is going to be the launch title for Switch Two. Right, and it's going to be coming out in the summertime. It's going to be like July. You get your Mario Kart going. It's all summer vibes all day. It's going to be great. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, we've been we've been talking about this for yeah. She's so. very quiet, Yabuki Sang. I know what you're doing over, over there. Yeah, Quietly I mean, working on Mario Kart 9. They've had the time. Yeah. They have the resources. They have the resources. They've been left this, alone. They have not been distracted right. by Mario Kart nonsense. 8 is a juggernaut. They've kept yeah. it on people's minds with the booster They absolutely pass. did the, exactly the right thing. So, yeah, I think this is a fantastic launch game for them yeah. oh, to get things started. Yes. Right. It's going to be great. Um, what other big games do you have? So... What 
The question of EAD Tokyo, the Tokyo team, the yes. Mario Odyssey team, yes, is, yes, a, is a big question. And I've seen kind of two diverging schools of thought from this. Oh. It's either they're making, you know, the next, next, the next 3D, 3D Mario, Mario, or there's the rumor of they're making a Donkey Kong game. No. I have, I have a suggestion that I have not seen yet. What? Of, of what happens. Yes, tell me. They are making a new 3D platformer starring Mario... And Donkey Kong together. <laughs> I can see that. Could you imagine that? Freaking amazing. And it's like you can switch between them. They have different powers. Like Donkey Kong's strong. He's powerful. He's busting through stuff. Think Mario's about a bit more agile, jumping around. In the Mario movie. So listen. Think about that scene. Now listen, we it's going to be a big year for Donkey Kong. Yeah. They need to do things to support Donkey Kong. Or this is like malpractice of, of well, giving these partners yeah. what they need. But... I think they need to do a bit of work to elevate Donkey Kong to, to where it needs to be. Mario. So that's why we need yeah. to attach Donkey Kong to Mario. Of like, people may not understand the inherent coolness of Donkey Kong, or, or it's people just kind of you know a nostalgic right. thing from the past. Right. We'll get them in with Mario, make Donkey Kong kind of the star, yes. and then from there we're good. Yeah, we're good. We got it. You know. Yeah. So I think this is so this cool. is kind of the, the mentality of like we need to elevate Donkey Kong and we'll get him there and then eventually he'll be able he to carry on stuff on his own. Yeah. But he needs a little bit of help. Yeah, I agree. Because you like, like this idea. I love this idea. <laughs> I'm so jazzed about this idea. So jazzed because I think back to you know Nintendo is also thinking very like this is the three pillars of our business. We we talked about that a lot when we were working there and I think they're still like very in it. Right. Where it's like games. And, you know, their, their first party games and then the entertainment stuff and then, like, you know, like, all of the, the, you know, licensing stuff. And, like, how they do this, like, cycle of getting people in is very connected. So I think back to Mario and Donkey Kong's relationship in the movie and how that mm -hmm. was a big deal. Right. They made a big thing about having that sequence where they're going through a right. 3D course together. Right. We think about the opening of Donkey Kong in Super Nintendo World and having to make sure that that is very, quote, mainstream. Right. You know, because that's going to be at a place where it's a lot of people that may not remember Donkey Kong from, right. you know, unless they're thinking about the SNES days or right. something like that, or even the original Donkey Kong. Um, I did. Yeah. I had my list that a new 3D Mario game is coming this holiday season from EAD Tokyo. Okay. Um, I love the idea of having that game include Donkey Kong, but they're cooking something really good. It, right, it'll, it'll be great. It's going to be amazing. So so my my prediction is just that this will be announced. I do not have a prediction for when it will be out, but it will it's be anno holiday. announced this year. It's their 100% their holiday um, game. It just makes, it, this is how you can play co-op in this game. That yes! They have been on this pattern of every I game. I love this. Changes up the formula in a really big way. Last time you had Cappy. I love this. Um, I'm so in. I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, Maybe like there's like worlds where you're in like the Kong yeah, jungle. Totally. Yeah, I love this idea. Good. I'm in. I'm in. So, so your prediction was EAD Tokyo game will be the big holiday game. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Let's con let's continue. Metroid Prime Four. The elephants. <laughs> how many how many predictions have we done where we talk about Metroid? I Prime have 4? been right about Metroid Prime Four for like a year and a half now, guys. I'm just I'm just putting that uh, out there. I have my, been very right about this. My prediction is that we will see it this year, but it will not release this year. Oh, I have a releasing in October. Okay. I think it's ready. I think they're very quietly All right. picking up. It's been four, it's four been a long and a half time. years. It's been what a long time. What are you doing? For, right. You have it. 
you have it. Um, they're done with this game almost probably. I think it's going to be an October game for them, so it's going to like kind of kick off the holiday release calendar. And that's well. Then where's this? Where's this uh, EAD Tokyo game go? Mario game can go. That's in, in that November. Time from November. All right. Yeah, like a, they're like big, like sort of Thanksgiving holiday title. Or Metro could go even a little early in All September, right. but I, I do think it's these two games are going to like anchor their holiday lineup. Um, mm. They'll have something for like the quote core gamer. Yeah. Um, they'll have you know, and and Metro does well in that like kind of creepy time frame, like the because it's going to be a little That's bit. True. It's going to be a little spoopy, I think. Mm -hmm. And then you got your big Mario plus Donkey Kong title, you know, coming. For the holidays, for grandma to get, you know, little Timmy. Um, so I do think that's what that's going to look okay. like. Yeah. My, my thinking, a little bit more on my thinking was, I, I do think they learned from Switch having that first year being so packed mm -hmm. and really hooking people in yeah. on the system that way. So I think they're looking, obviously the holiday is a big opportunity for them, but I think they're looking at it beyond the holiday of like, you know, a first nine months or first 12 months, the launch year. Mm. And I think they feel like, well, we, you know, we'll have something great for the holidays. The hardware will still be new. There'll be a lot of excitement, but we need something for kind of the first quarter, the first half of the year that is also big, that will get people excited. Yeah. And that, that will continue the quote, steady drumbeat of, of games coming out. So I think that, is what will happen with Metroid Prime 4. Well, they'll show it, like, yeah, it still exists, here it is, it looks great, and it's coming, and you waited this long, what's another What's another couple months? Oh my god! <laughs> Just keep waiting. They're not gonna have, they can't right. do that, they cannot do that. But do you, agree, do you agree with that point, though? That they're, I, I they're thinking agree. beyond the, just the holiday. Oh yeah, absolutely. I do think that they are in the business of wanting to extend, as we saw with Switch, extend console life cycles for as long as possible. So they're gonna launch this new thing, they want to milk like seven plus years out of it too. So right. they're definitely thinking very long term about um, you know, how to support that with software. But I think that they are also very focused on like they know that in that first few months, you know, of your new product announcement, you do need to like put your best foot forward. They I think they learned that lesson. We learned it very like harshly with Wii U. Um, obviously, Nintendo is not in the Wii U era, so they probably won't be as terrified of that. But they also saw it work so well with Switch. You know, that like that first year set Switch up for success for the rest of its life. Yeah. It's like the best foundation you can build for it is having this like massive, you know, amazing first year where people are like, I'm so in on the system. I'm going to be in until you stop supporting the system. So... Yeah, I think they're going to come out like guns blazing on this. And there's been a lot of games that they've been very quiet about that's been announced um, that, you know, that they just have been holding. I think they're just like literally like banking it away for this moment. So, okay. Yeah, that's what I think. Okay. Um, I have a Tears of the Kingdom Breath of the Wild prediction for this as well. Okay. Uh, I think there's going to be some sort of dual pack bundle. Yes. Better graphics. There's no DLC we know for Tears of the Kingdom, but obviously they need to have some kind of Zelda representation on this new console. And I think it's going to be some kind of like deluxe dual pack thing right. with upgraded graphics, you know. 
Maybe there's like a, some little add-on here and there. Some, some little bonus thing. Some bonus thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it will be, you know, because we're very far now from another, like, true, the next right. Zelda game. They need to have a stopgap um, and have something there to represent, like, their other, like, third key franchise. Right. Um, so that's what I think it is. So I have that in a bigger... So So... My prediction is remakes and HD updates will be an important category of game for Switch 2. Yeah, yeah. That would be one of them. Right. I have five games, mm -hmm. and I think th out of this five, three will be announced. Okay, wow. <laughs> so this it's, is a math it's here. Kind of, and, and I have that with third-party <laughs> games next. So here are the five. Okay. And for me to get this right, I need three to actually be real. Okay. The <laughs> Zelda, <laughs> the Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom 2-pack that you just mentioned. Uh-huh. I'm into that. Yeah. Donkey Kong Country Returns, the uh, the Wii one. Okay, that gets, I that, see, whoa. That has not had an HD version yet. That's, that's true. That's been on the Wii and the 3DS. And if we want to make Donkey Kong a thing. Right, we need, more, need, we more, need Donkey more Donkey Kong, Kong stuff. And we can remaster that I one. I would love that. I think that's I like good. that one better that's than, good I think game. I like that one a little bit better than Tropical Freeze, actually. Oh, I love Tropical Freeze. I love all of them. They're good. They're great games. Anyways, uh, I'll totally play it again. F-Zero GX. Oh, the GameCube, go. GameCube F Zero. Now they've warmed up. They've done the they've, warming they've up. They've warmed us up. I'm so warm. So hot for the F Zero. The next <laughs> one is one that that a few people in the Discord keep banging the drum about, and I'm like, yeah, that could happen. What? Uh, Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War. Localization team, get on that name get on ASAP. That name, that name. Yeah, <laughs> we can't go with that, that name. We can't use that anymore. Just but, redo Awakening. HD Awakening. It hasn't been long enough for that. Why not? Um, it's the bestseller. And then, and then my last one is the one we've been waiting for, Xenoblade Chronicles X. X. Yeah, they so, got to put that. They so, got remastered. So again, that. that's five games that they could remaster yeah. or do HD versions of. Yeah. 4K versions. 4K versions. I think versions, three yeah. of those get announced. Yeah. <clears throat> again, not out. Announced. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can totally see that. But there's I, definitely going to be, there's going to be some remastering I, th of I think that will remain a big pillar yeah. of the Switch of like, hey, remember these games? They're back and they're better. They look, they, they look nicer. Maybe that's why the... Um, I love that. I love that too. I love that. I, maybe that's why we have not seen uh, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess. Maybe they're holding We're not. Uh, do you have a prediction about those? If not, don't, don't mention those games. I'm just saying maybe they have... Don't talk about it. <laughs> I'm sick of talking about those games. Maybe it'll come out for this, though. Maybe they'll remaster it this way. Do you want to make it a prediction? Sure. Wow. Okay. They need Zelda stuff. Uh, they don't have it. Would you like me to follow that up with my third party? Oh, I have a third party one, too. Oh, go ahead, then. Mine is very general. It just says that, that we do have big third party publisher support. And maybe, That's it? Maybe EA is back. Oh, EA is back. That's, I, I like that one better. I, I'm going to say Unprecedented that partnership? Unprecedented reunited. Oh, wow. We're rekindling our love <laughs> with EA. We're, we're, we're heading off to a, a trip <sighs> together. We're going to like Hawaii with EA. It's going to be great. We're going to get cozy by the fire. Okay. Romantic. Yes. I mean, it could certainly happen. Yeah. Um, what is yours? So I have an, an, another one where I think three of these five games will get announced Kay. for the Switch. Elden Ring. Maybe including the DLC, depending on when that comes out. Oh my in God. one pack. Game of the Year edition. Final Fantasy VII. Oh! The, re the remake or the, or the rebirth, depending on how they want to package those. Yeah, that's a that's very... Been, that's been rumored. It's very dicey. That's already been rumored. It's very dicey. Two discs? You have two discs? Baldur's Gate 3. That's, that's possible. Cyberpunk 2077. Possible. A game I'm currently playing and loving. Possible. And... 
You know Ubisoft wants in on this. Some sort of a, some sort of current Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed will like be coming trilogy out. Or Ubisoft something. will jump on any new platform. They will. They They're, are. They are good for that. They 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 are. You don't need to try with them though. They're like a sure right. thing. They're so all thing. of these studios had games on Switch. Right. So from software, we had um, Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. Um, Square, Square Enix, Enix obviously. Mm, I mean, maybe not, not their current stuff, but they, they did the Pixel Remaster. They, we, have, yeah, like, right. they had remastered other games. Final Fantasy VII is on right. Switch. Baldur's Gate Three. They had those Divinity games That's that people true. loved on Switch. I should check those out. Um, Cyberpunk. We did get that version of The Witcher. We did get the version. They, they did the themselves. That you really liked. I love that version. Yeah, yes. you really liked. Um, and then Assassin's Creed. Yeah, we've had we've that. Had and again, Assassin's and again, Ubisoft's gonna be all over the Switch. And too. Ubisoft is gonna be all, all over. It. We don't need to. So, Ubisoft is like a, again a sure. Thing. And these are also so these are also games that are just kind of perpetual high sellers on the Steam Deck. Yeah. Where it's like. You know, people like having these handheld. Mm -hmm. There's a lot you can do to tinker around in them. They're, they're infinitely replayable, a lot of them are. Yeah. So I think it makes a lot of sense to bring those over and just kind of continue that on mm -hmm. another platform. So I think yeah. that, so I think, I think generally there's a lot of interest and excitement among third parties. I, I agree with you there. I think, you know, we'll be in that phase where a lot of, current generation games can still come out yeah. on the Switch 2 and there will be kind of a period of time where that will be a thing and we'll be seeing more of those. Eventually that will probably trail off, mm -hmm. unfortunately, depending on how powerful this thing is. Right, it won't maybe not be able to match up to... But I do think it gets out of the gate with a bang yeah. with, with third parties. I think there's a lot of And I think there's, there's going to be like a lot of very like high-end titles like Baldur's Gate. Like game, yeah. games that have won Game of the Year. Like very right. prestigious And obviously there will be titles. original games too that we don't know about yet. Yeah. But I think there's Absolutely. there's a rich catalog of games that have been sitting like, well, we can't bring we these can't to Switch yet. We can't bring yet, but we can now. Right. Because the power is there. And like, again, Steam put out, you know, their sales info for the, for the year and like, a lot of these are not like the newest games, but they just continue to sell. Yeah, and people want different ways of playing these games too. Right. So I think that, you know, having that like handheld option for some of these games is really attractive to third parties. Yes. yes. And to me. And to me. And to me. That's, yeah, what, to me. that's what matters the most. Okay. But EA though. <clears throat> Next. What you got? Uh, and Nintendo Entertainment. Oh, I have one more. I have. Oh. I have two more games. Okay, then tell me. Tell me the two more games. You have not said peep about Pokemon. So Nothing about Pokemon. Last year, we had a lot of Pokemon predictions. Yeah, they need to. Yeah, I, was, I, I, was, I, was, I was like kind of surprised. I was really surprised. I was in a different Pokemon like, mindset Wait a minute, last what? Year. This year, I'm like, I need Who them cares? to lay low. Right. I need them to just chill out and just like not overdo it because we know what happens when they overextend over right. themselves. Right. So I'm hoping for like a bit more limited. Right. So I, I, so I can see it right there. I do think it'll be a lighter year. For oh, Pokemon, good. but I think they will have they a have game have coming Pokemon. out this year, and that will be a remake of Pokemon Black and White, the next <gasps> oh, remake for them to one. do. The Tepig? But oh. it's in the style of Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, mm -hmm. which I honestly didn't love those. But this will be announced at Pokemon Day. Remember that? That's coming up next yeah. month. Yeah. And it will launch on both Switch and Switch 2 this holiday season. Okay. So they might announce it for original Switch. So depending right on where they are with the, you know, announce it first just for Switch and then later confirm it for Switch 2. Yeah, they could do that. Because it's so big, you know, Pokemon is so big, it's like if we're going to do that, we have to have it on the Switch 2. Right. And we can sell a lot on the original Switch Right, and as that's well. a good way to support the original and system. And this is not, we are, we are not, you know, 
putting the fires to Game Freak to churn out another exactly. giant they, they game. Need to, they have they more need time to, to work on work whatever. Work on the next one, and that might take a, right. a, a bit of time. Maybe it's not next November kind of thing. Sure. But give them take as give long as you take the Metroid Prime approach if you Seriously, need to. Seriously, like take four years. Yeah, to yeah, take do your it. time. Do it, please. Honestly, but we want another bad game. Yeah, I mean Pokemon. Yeah, po Pokemon. They have a lot of bad Pokemon Day is in, a, is in about a month. Yeah. So it is reasonable to consider because they have made that their big annual announcement mm -hmm. platform. Yeah, and they like to do it themselves too with the hot CFO guy. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So he's gonna be maybe there. he can come tell us about a fiscal year. Yeah. And he, other oh, and other he things. Can, he can tell us how that works hot, with with his hotness. <laughs> well, running his fingers through my hair, he can tell me about a oh, fiscal year. That's so enticing. <laughs> okay, uh, my last switch to software prediction. Yes. Most first party Switch Two games will be priced at seventy dollars. Yeah, that's very fair. Not not a fun one. But that's, I do, I, but I do think it's. I just think the price of everything is going up next year, unfortunately. So it's just what yeah. kind of, unfortunately, like that is, that is what it is. And yeah, it games sucks, are becoming more expensive to make. Obviously, to make, it's yeah. going to become more expensive for Nintendo to make these games on new hardware, which mm -hmm. are going to be more complex and yeah. bigger, and require more resources than they needed before. And mm -hmm. we tested the waters with Tears of the Kingdom. People you were know, mad. People were initially anyway. mad, but they, but they still bought it because they always do. So yeah. I think this just becomes the standard for not everything. Yeah, I, I still think there will be smaller games that they you get a at, at a lower price, price point. point. But I think yeah. for you know we talked about this EAD. Tokyo game, whatever that is, that's definitely seventy dollars. That yeah. And yeah. for the quote big tentpole Nintendo releases, yeah, Metro Prime Four is probably going to be seventy dollars yeah. as well. So. All all at seventy <clears throat> bucks. Okay. Yeah. We're out of the world of Switch Two. Uh, Forty five minutes into this podcast. That's like a lot of predictions that are very specific. So I don't know. I feel I'm feeling still very confident. Yes. But yeah, like this is like. These are very, they, we're not just like, you know, dancing yeah. around this. We're giving you very okay. specific. Okay, I have three. Oh, me too. Non-gaming slash, what was it? Entertainment. Nintendo Entertainment yes. is what I had on this okay. category. Mm -hmm. I will go first. Okay. The Nintendo Museum, remember that? Yes. Will open to mixed reviews. Because they don't actually have things to, to put on display because no. it's someone's desk? No, I think they do. So... <laughs> This is an entirely new venture for them. Mm -hmm. This is an area where they have been a little apprehensive yeah. in the past. Yeah. They've been um, a little flippant in the past, too, because they just don't seem to be right. very... They have not always seen the value of, their own of celebrating their yeah. history. I agree. So I think, you know... At first glance, this will be, a, oh, my, oh my gosh, it's a beautiful building. There's a, yeah. there's Nintendo history in the building. It will look great, but I think it may feel like slightly empty yeah. after going through it. Yeah. And I think they may need to get some tough love on the content of this museum to make mm -hmm. it as good as it can be. It may it may feel a little bit like a commercial for Nintendo versus the real like history. Like a history of the company. Uh, I mean, I have, what, what are some other examples of this? Of companies opening museums for themselves that they're operating themselves. Like we have Studio not... Studio Ghibli Museum. We've not heard about a true museum partner like oh you know the museum of whatever is partnered with nintendo to make this it's like mm -hmm. they're doing it themselves right the museum has done very well right okay so they if they can take that model or the disney museum the disney family museum has done very well that's not that's not a disney thing the one here mm -hmm. that's a little bit different 
I hope that they do, they they have some sort of like help with this though. That's so that's where I'm getting they this feeling. They need like feeling. a curator. I don't. I, I don't. We haven't heard enough yeah. about who is doing that. Maybe there will be some. Maybe there is a curator. Nintendo Museum know. Direct coming soon, and yeah. we'll and we'll hear all about this. Right. right I would. Right. I would love that. Who's but, your expert that's helping you put together these exhibits? Right. You know? Just having been there for as long as we were and seeing the the outlook on history. Yeah. Again, I think they may need the tough love mm -hmm. with some of these initial feedback on it. That said, I absolutely still want to go to it. You're still going to go. <laughs> um, I do agree with you that it might be skewing towards it feeling like a commercial for Nintendo. That's like a, such a good point yeah. because I think their, the, the way that they think about their history is how can we use this to sell a know, product. Sell a product. Right. Exactly. And like sell things that we currently have in the market. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I do, now that you've said it out loud, like I'm getting a bad feeling in my stomach, like, oh no, they're going to be focused more so on that than, right. and than really and like I, digging into their archives and celebrating their actual Again, history. I said mixed reviews. I'm not saying it's going to suck. No, no, but no, I think yeah. in terms of living up to the potential of what it could be. Yeah, that might be a little bit. It's going to take them a while time. to get, I think they will eventually get there, but I think maybe out of the gate, they're going to be a little scared or conservative about going all the way. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, my first one is that we don't get any updates on the next Mario movie in 2024. Mm. We get nothing. So that would include an announcement. Right. right. Anything. Nothing. Yeah, Just radio silence. <laughs> I think not enough time has passed at all. They're going to want to like wait out the entire year before they give us any sort of info on a potential sequel to that movie. Okay. Uh, I, I didn't have any any predictions about a Mario movie, but I'm trying to think through this now. I sometimes you do see sequels getting like greenlit kind of immediately after they mm -hmm. confirm that the first one is a hit. Yeah, we're far enough now past that mm -hmm. where that could have already happened. Yeah, I just don't think it's gonna. Happen. I don't know. I mean, if it's just like a one-liner, like yeah, it's 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 confirmed, it's happening. Maybe that could happen. I don't know. I don't think we get any any like significant look at it. No, but okay. All right. We'll leave. Yeah. That's, your, that's your prediction. We'll leave it at that. Mine is about the Zelda movie. I have one too about the Zelda movie, <clears throat> which is that we will not get a substantial update. I said that exact same thing. And what does this mean? I don't think we confirm any cast. Uh, ca we don't confirm cast. We don't see visuals. We see nothing. Right. It does seem like this director and other people. They, they, they like to get out there and talk. That's not what this is. No. No. Like an official like, announcement Like the of Mario some... movie directs that we got. Right. Like we're not getting that. No. This year. There may be some loose chatter about it. Yeah. But no. But I don't think we're, yeah, we're not getting any sort of confirmation on like where's, what this movie looks like, who's in the cast, like, you know, details. Like, right. From Nintendo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is, this is probably farther away than most people. Oh, it's Many way people far. may be thinking. It's way far away. Um, way far away. I agree. Even though there's been this, you know, ten year ramp up with Avi Arad, like I still think there's a lot to it's do. Like five, six years away. And we're not seeing this let, for a long time. I, I don't think anybody should hold their breath for that. Yeah, we're not seeing this for a long time. <laughs> yeah. For okay. A long time. Um, my last one here is about the Super Nintendo World stuff. Oh. Um, so I do think that once this Donkey Kong ride opens up, like they're gonna stop. With That's it. Any updates for this current iteration of Super Nintendo World? Like, they're what does gonna, that mean? They're gonna like just not build any more new attractions. Ever? They're not build not not this year. I don't understand. They're gonna be. They're not gonna have any more like significant updates on like what is the future of this park. They're just gonna let it ride for a little bit. I think. Um, so not that they're stopping, but they're just taking 
a little break to a let break. it be. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think this is sort of the last thing in this like initial opening of this. The way Super you're wording world. this is confusing me. What do you mean? Like they had this like ramp up to open Super Nintendo World. They like first opened in Japan, and then yeah. they opened the ones in the U.S., yeah. and then they. You know, had um, the Donkey Kong stuff open, like so they had sort of had this like every six months, eight months or so, there would be like a new update right. to this. I I think those are going to be like they finished. Basically, they're like we have completed Super Nintendo World, <laughs> like it's done. You know, for now. Yeah, they might or think forever. about they might think about like something bigger down the line, but like. I think this is what it looks like now. Okay. This is what it is. Like, you're not getting new rides. You're not going to get any more new updates here. This is it. All right. I'm still a little unclear on what exactly you're saying, but I think for this year, I think that's a fair... Yeah. No, no They're big just up, done. No, no new updates yeah. for this year. They're done with Super Nintendo. All right. Fine. Um, I, I guess this is actually more than just a non-game slash entertainment. Mm-hmm. Remember Nintendo making mobile games? Oh, yeah. You remember that? Shutting it down? I, I do think they have to do something with mobile games this shutting year. Shutting it down? I think a new Nintendo mobile game will be announced Oh, you think they're not year. shutting it down? Okay. Well, I think they have enough that is kind of running on autopilot, mm -hmm. that is making enough money for yeah. them to keep it going. But it is kind of at this weird inflection point where it's like, what are you actually doing with this? Exactly. There's teams there that Either support it. Put a little bit more effort into it, or shut it down, or call it quits. But so exactly. I don't think I don't think they're they at the point where they can call it quits. They can't call it quits right so now. So I think that they are back with a new game. I don't know what it is. I'm not predicting what it is, but it's been a long time. I think the last one was Pikmin Bloom, which is like whatever. Um, oh. But I think they've talked about you know more investments with partners who can help in the world of mobile. Okay. It felt like a bigger opportunity when they started this. I still think it could be a good opportunity for them. Yeah. But they just have not seemed very interested in this yet. And they, they just haven't had, like, anything hit. Even when they put big IPs. Even Mario Kart was not yeah, as, Mario as Kart, big of a hit as you it, Exactly. Thought. Animal Crossing. Like, it's it just, I kind of, I think it must be discouraging because they, they, yeah. did, they did put their biggest IP on mobile. They even had trotted out Mr. Miyamoto to do all the Mario right. Run stuff. But none of it has really been sticky. None right. of it has hit. So, yeah, I do wonder what their thinking is in terms of the future of mobile games. Is it like, we're just going to super reduce the teams and just have it run on whatever right. auto kind of autopilot? It feels like a very un-Nintendo thing but to do. But that's what I was going to say. It does not so feel like very So it's like either Nintendo let's make this big or let's, or let's stop doing it. And I think yeah. maybe they give it one more shot. They maybe give it one more shot. Right. But with what, what game, who knows? Who knows? That's, they, their, they that's did, their problem. They did put their biggest IP on mobile and it, none of it like really right. took off, honestly. Right. So unfortunately, okay. that's the thing. Are we done with Nintendo? I'm done with now, Nintendo. Now, one, one hour into this podcast, we're Oh, done my with gosh. That. We have to talk about some other people here. Okay. Let's talk about Xbox. I only have one thing. No, so PlayStation was oh, next. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's talk about PlayStation. I have a few things for PlayStation. I have only one. I have five. How many predictions did you have? More than 24. <laughs> you have 24 for yourself. Okay, got it. <laughs> um, I think the God of War Trilogy Remastered is coming out this year. The first three. The first three, okay. yeah. Um, that seems like something that has been rumored. Okay. I can see that being, like, in the age of remasters, this is a game that's ready. Yeah. I, again, I would play this again, so. I'll play the first two again. I don't know about the third. The third one's not bad. Mm. I just didn't like the climbing, huh? 
Uh, like that. The third got a little out there. A little out there. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, yeah. I, I think that this is something that uh, they would do. They will do also to sort of keep this franchise like top of mind, because there probably isn't another big, huge, no, worth thing. Going to be a while in twenty twenty four, right? So yeah. Okay. Uh, why don't you go through more of yours since you have so many okay. of these? I do have this Elden Ring DLC. This is leaked though, so I think that the what happened? The rumors say that the new Elden Ring DLC. It's coming out in February. When did that get leaked? Just a few days ago. Oh, I must have missed that. Yeah. Shadow of the Erd Tree. Yes. The DLC in is February? Called. I think February. Is well, is it really was. a prediction if you're just, I'm just regurgitating, regurgitating leaks? leaks? Get out of here with this. No. But I do Next. want this to come out. Next. Uh, there is no PS5 Pro in 2024. Oh, here's where we differ. You think there is one? That is my one so. prediction. I don't think there is one. Now again. Does it make sense for them to release a PS5 Pro? No. no. Are people clamoring for this? Yes. No. I mean, no. no. Are we running up again? Are developers saying we need more power? No. No. But I think there's two factors at play here. I'm nervous about a Switch 2? I think Sony can be at times impatient, an impatient company. And I think they look at this generation of like, Gosh, we got kind of screwed launching in the pandemic. We had all these stock issues, the supply issues, and things are going good now. But mm. we could really like kickstart this thing if we had something else. No, that's that's one. Don't do it, Sony. That's one. Don't do it. Two. I do think they're a little spooked by what Microsoft is doing. Really? In terms of all the acquisitions, we know this. This came out with all the you know Activision stuff. All right. And how talking, spooked? I think they're spooked. I think they're spooked enough to put this out and try and counter, get ahead of some counter move mm. that Xbox. I mean, there were in those leaks from the courts. They were talking about next Xbox hardware, yeah. and I think the fact that they are slowly snaking around the traditional console business yeah. is getting them a little spooked. So they're like, we need to get going on all this stuff because I kind of have a feeling that this, this might be a shorter generation. For PlayStation because 5? Of, because of all this stuff. This is just a weird generation mm. for, for Xbox and Sony, starting with you know launching in the pandemic yeah. and, and where we are now. Okay. I think they are going to feel compelled to do something maybe earlier than they otherwise would have. And again, this is not something a lot of people are asking for. I think it would probably still sell fine. Maybe they're like, let's just get it out early okay. and be ready for that and have an explosive holiday season and we just rock it off from there. I don't know. It's just a feeling I have. Okay. Knowing that they can be impatient. Okay. That's fair. At times. That's fair. I that's disagree. That's my feeling. But that's fine. I think that's fine. This is where we can it's fine. come to head at the end of the year. I mean, again, I, I don't think it's the best move for them. No. But I think it'll happen. I just think that they maybe will take a more measured approach because they had um, like a pretty decent year, you know? And they okay. probably think they can ride it out another year. Okay. Phil Spencer's <laughs> in their heads. Oh, no. I don't know. He's so sweet and nice. He got in their heads? Play mind games? It's not Jim Ryan's problem anymore. Oh, no. It's Jim no. Ryan's long gone. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Um, no, I have another two more. Uh, for, for PlayStation? Mm -hmm. Why do you have so many? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just going. Okay. I don't think we see any Wolverine updates at all from Insomnia. Now you're... What? You're, you... These are not predictions. Yes, they are. This is you reading news. No, it isn't. All right, next. Next is Naughty Dog announces a new narrative-driven single-player okay. IP. 
New IP. Yeah. New oh, narrative-driven single-player wow. IP. Okay. That's why they came out with that statement that we're like, we're not doing this Last of Us multiplayer anymore because they're ready to announce something else. Hmm. It's going to be like the next thing. I... I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that... So is it going to be announced and out this year? Probably not, actually. Yeah, probably not. I feel like they have one more Last of Us in them. No more Last well, of you, Us. Well, I mean, this is, again, is this what you want or what you think will happen? I think what, well, I, this is what I think will happen. I think they have a new IP. I think now that, like, Last of Us, the Last of Us TV show was such a huge hit, they're like, yeah, there's something really big here, and we're not done... You think so? Going through all the stories we can oh. tell or things we can do okay. with this IP. I think they they find another way to give it another go. I mean, yeah. I would love for that to be true, but I, I think I think business-wise, I don't think it makes sense business-wise to say, like, yeah, this thing became a hit, and now we're moving on. Yeah, but they have so many things from the series thinking. already. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay, did you watch the show over the break like you said you would? No. no. I was too scared. And I don't want to Apparently you did nothing over the break. I did nothing. You did great. nothing. Great. I really enjoyed my time doing nothing. It's fantastic. Is that all of your uh, news headlines for PlayStation that yes. you've been reading? Great. No! These are predictions. Xbox. We have to, I have two more. I have one for Xbox. All right. I will do one and then you can really go boring. and then I'll go. Yeah. Uh, Xbox will achieve their goal. Of releasing I a have significant first-party game every quarter, every quarter this year. Microsoft has a solid year. Six to their schedule of one big game every quarter. Okay. Okay, great. I think they can finally do I it. I think they can do it. Um, they have all these studios now who've yes, been working on things for, work, a for a long time. I think they can finally do it. Yes. I mean, are these all smash hits? Probably not. But at this point, they just need to have you know a steady stream of releases and, mm -hmm. and really support the hardware more from a first party perspective. Yeah. So, you know, they did end last year with a good little bit of momentum. So I think they carry that over into this year and have I some think games. So. They have some games. Yeah, I think they, they're gonna do good this year because they have spent all last year just like trying to get all the stuff done, like officially, you know, contracted and everything. And that was a big thing and it was annoying and painful. And now I think that they're all set up. So hopefully that this, leads to a really great year for them. I'm, okay. I'm rooting for Microsoft. <clears throat> that was your one Xbox prediction? Yeah. I have one more. So boring. And this is the last one of the whole... The whole shebang? 24 of them. <laughs> it's been like 85. Uh, Xbox will be active in announcing new projects based on Activision IP. Oh. Dot, dot, dot. Perhaps earlier than they should be. Uh-oh. I think they have just kind of the shiny object syndrome of like, hey, we got this cool new thing. There's yeah. a lot we can do. And we're so excited about it. We're going to tell you about it. Yeah. But maybe it's, maybe it's four years away. Put that on Game Pass. You know, I think there have already been some, <laughs> like when, when Phil's gotten out there and talked about it, he seems really excited. Like, we've got this great portfolio of IP. and like we can chomping at the And bit we can mix to... and match developers with those IP. And like Activision people can work on Xbox IP and vice versa. He seems really excited, which mm -hmm. is great. That's awesome. And yeah. I think there's a lot of possibilities. But... I mean, realistically, any of these projects are years and years and years away, but we might hear, I don't know, we might hear about some yeah. this year. Yeah. Should I'm we? Excited. Should we? Maybe not. Maybe not, but, but we... I still want to know what's going on. I like to know. Right. I want to know. So again, many of these predictions are separating what we want to happen versus what we think, or should happen yeah. versus what we think will happen. I, it, it is harder for me because there's a lot of things that I want to happen that I think people right. are not going to do. So. And I think he also is under some pressure to like, hey... 
we spent all this money and time and went through a lot of pain as a company exactly. to get this happening. What are you doing, Phil? Exactly. Get he's, some, so he's he like, oh, under, what's He's got his feet to the fire, for right. sure. Like, you, we finally figured this right. out for you. Right. Like, now we, we better get going and make, make something happen. Exactly. So I, I feel that pressure, and I think he's up to it. Right. You know, and I think he's excited about it, which I, I think it's good. Right. Um, okay, we have to put the locks down. Now, yes, so we did not, we did not mention this at the top. We are going to pick... A lock. Uh huh. One of our predictions that we feel so great. If you pick something that leaked, I am not going to let that pass. <clears throat> and we are we are feeling so sure that this is going to happen this year yeah. that we are assigning some sort of punishment to ourselves. Yes. If it doesn't. TBD on the punishment. You can suggest. It's TBD. Well, okay. What, what's the punishment? What, what, what would you like the punishment to be? Yeah, I didn't come up with one. So. Another pie in the face. <laughs> Another pie? In the, okay, that's fine. <clears throat> All right, pie in the face if your prediction is not correct. Okay. I, well, why don't you go first? My lock is that the launch title for Nintendo Switch 2 is Mario Kart 9. Mm, okay. Lock it in, baby. Lock it in. I chose three. Oh. But do so, all three? So let me read no, you. you let me to, read. I need to pick you have one. To pick one. Yeah. No, I don't want to take three pies in the you face. You get a pie in the For face. For being wrong, no. <laughs> Could very well happen. So I have Switch Two will release before the start of the holiday season. Okay. That's one. Nintendo Museum will open to mixed reviews. Kind of hard to quantify that, that one. That one is not good. <clears throat> take that one out. We will not get a substantial update on the Zelda movie. That's boring. Why your, is that boring? Yours is Switch Two will come out before the start of the holiday season. That's yours. Uh, I was I was leaning Zelda movie, no, but that's too easy. Obviously, okay, we're not fine, getting an fine. update. Switch two will release before the start of the holiday me. season. Fine. Yeah, you have to do that one, and fine. I will do Mario Kart Nine as the, the launch title for Switch Two. Fine, all right. Because we do think Switch Two is releasing this year. Yes. All right. Can't wait to pie in the face. Good. Sweet great. When it releases in the summer. Oh wait. No, no before the okay, before the start mind. of September. Yeah. Before okay. September first. And I can't pie you. <clears throat> all right. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock them in. We're locking. Lock and key. We Lock did ask our good folks over on Patreon if they had any predictions to share. People had some interesting stuff. Mm -hmm. Badman Ryzen said, I do not think we're going to get an all-new Switch successor, but rather the Switch will just get updated hardware specs. No new controllers, no new physical add-ons, no new online ecosystem. Everything stays the same, but updated hardware. I think Nintendo has noticed the line between console generations has started to blur and will just continue to upgrade the already popular Switch. I think the reason the wait has been so long is that the jump between old and new would be noticeable by the everyday consumer. So this is basically the iPhone model. iPhone model, yes. Where we just kind of have rolling updates. Mm -hmm. I could see that. It's uh, very reasonable. Gartooth says, I predict that the first Nintendo Direct of the year will happen two weeks from now Whoa! between the 16th and the 18th. So specific, Gartooth. Can I, can I pie you, Gartooth, if you're wrong? <laughs> ah! <laughs> just kidding. Mail you a pie if you can do it yourself. <laughs> you do yourself. And finally, Colin McIsaac says, a new remake is announced entitled Earth Brown colon Mother 3. Oh, wow. Boy. Oh, Colin. Sweet child. I did think, I did spend some time thinking about this. Sweet child. So there was obviously some content in Earthbound that made it hard to release it outside of Japan. Mm -hmm. If you remake that game, do you have more opportunities to just cut that content and actually put this game out? But like, who are the people that really do want this? And well, that's the thing. That audience? That's we the thing. We know that it's a vocal minority. Is it worth the effort to do all of this for this game that is now just a meme? It's a meme. I mean, by all accounts, this is a great game. Yeah. But I what think is so. what is the actual but audience are, for this who game? Is I don't the know. Audience that's I don't know. not like the ten people that. You know. There are people at Nintendo who have 
power and influence who are, I'm sure, in somebody's ear oh, in, yeah. in Japan. Like, hey, we should do this. We should but do this. But they have always gotten Some, the Sometimes they get slapped away. They got, they've been slapping away, been slapped away for many years now right. on this. So. so, I don't know. That one, that one made me think a little bit. I think that person, like, huh. I think people's power. Colin McIsaac, you're, 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 you're a sharp really... fella. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. It is almost time for the games we're playing. In this case, the games I've been playing. The games you've been playing, yeah. <laughs> but we have to shout out our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. Love HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Sounds like some New Year's resolutions may be a brewing. Yes, well this is the time of year where I do not feel like cooking at all because I have been cooking so much over the holidays and, and you know have so many like dinner parties and people over and I'm, yes. I'm tired. I'm tired of cooking. I, I just want the easy, quick solution. It is so breezy. It is so easy. You get pre-proportioned farm fresh ingredients delivered straight to your door. You can put together meals. They even have like the quick. Fifteen minutes. Fifteen yes. minutes. That's that's like the the maximum amount of time I want to spend in the kitchen right now. So it's perfect. Yeah, I have my my box all ready to go for you know the start of the year, and now I'm very relaxed and and I can make my delicious HelloFresh meals very conveniently. Right, and now they also offer uh, breakfast, and they have this great offer here about getting uh, breakfast items included for free. So, mm -hmm. again, there's a lot of things there that could be part of a New Year's resolution. That's true. Eat better, yes. um, eat out less, Yep. eat breakfast, the most important meal of the day, mm -hmm. so on, whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Go to HelloFresh.com slash KitKristaFree and use code KitKristaFree for free breakfast for life. Ooh. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash KitKristaFree with code KitKristaFree. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. I'll put the link right over here and also in the description <coughs> below. So you really played nothing? I really did. I've only played Disney Dreamlight Valley this whole time. Okay. Anything new afoot there? I have redecorated my village once again because now it's no longer Christmas. I have mm. basically taken <clears throat> down the very Christmas decorations and put in just the winter stuff, yeah. which is really nice. Yeah. But I, this is like my new Animal Crossing, honestly. Like I yeah. am just yeah. playing this game like every single day for like an hour while I relax and watch like trash TV. And it's the perfect way to... Um, to hang out and just like, just like, you know, just, just veg out really is what it is. Um, so I've been really enjoying that. I think that my next game that I'm going to play is Assassin's Creed Mirage though. Mm. Um, I am in the Ubisoft mindset. In the um, 10 days before this, mm -hmm. uh, Prince of Persia comes yeah, out, you're going to yeah. get through that? I think I'm going to get through it in 10 days. I think it's possible. Better get um, started. I don't think this game is very long, first of all. I don't know. So I think that that is what my plan is now that I'm kind of back from all the holiday travel and yeah, I'm ready to, to move on to something and I'm, I'm thinking about Prince of Persia and I wanna, I've been wanting to play and at least check out this new Assassin's Creed game. So okay. That's my next move. I will start with an update on Cyberpunk. Uh, last week I mentioned I restarted the game with yeah. a fresh, um, fresh character. I am now at the Phantom Liberty DLC. Ooh. I made it there. It took me about 10 hours to okay. get to this point, so I'd say about halfway through the main story right. of the game. So it's it's not a crazy effort to get to it. This game again, this game is not very long if you no, stick to the main story. It's really not. Story. And 
This is a really interesting DLC so far. I'm not, I'm not done with it because I found out that it's quite substantial and long. It's, mm -hmm. it's about 10 to 15-ish hours oh, wow. itself. So, I mean, that's getting close to like more than half of how long the original base game was. So that's great because this is not cheap. This is $30 mm -hmm. DLC. I thought about buying Cyberpunk on my Steam Deck because it's been on sale and like Baldur's Gate, it also has the cross-save. Yeah. But you would need to buy the game and the DLC on oh, both platforms. I'm like, this is really just expensive. this is too much for, for something save, for something yeah. I may not use that much. So yeah. I didn't do that. But <clears throat> Idris Elba. I got to Idris Elba. It took me a while to get to him. Actually, I thought it would be like, boom, here he is. But no. Yeah. So the story of this is you're in this new area called Dogtown, which is kind of like sectioned off from the rest of Night City. It's right. like, kind of like a city within a city. Yeah. And the president. Oh, no, you get contacted by one of the president's agents who's like, hey, the president is coming in on a flight from outer space and it, something has happened and we're about to crash into Dogtown. <laughs> and we need you to help extract the president, get her out safely. So um, the craft crashes, you have to bail her out. Very action heavy um, segment so far. Yeah. And then there's kind of a break and you, she tells you, like, all right, I need you to contact... She has, like, basically, like, a personal secret agent. And that's Idris Elba? Who is Idris Elba. Oh, my God, that's so So cool. it's like, I need you to help me um, contact him, and, and he's going to help us fully get out of here. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am with that. I just met him. Cool. He seems very cool. One of those movies um, that I think Gerard Butler was in, where it's like, Air Force One got hijacked, oh, no, or... This has kind of has a feel of those yeah, movies. It's like '90s action movies. It's, it's like a Harrison Ford movie. Right, right. It's it's not like cheesy <laughs> or anything, but this this definitely has like futuristic summer blockbuster yeah, kind of written all over like it. I'm like, yeah. we got to evac the, the president. The president is, is is crash landed in right. like a crazy place. Yeah, right, yeah. right, like right. That. So I'm enjoying that so far. It has been very action heavy so far. There was a funny thing that I was telling you about where kind of when this starts, something happens and Keanu Reeves gets like. Booted, yeah, which I thought was funny because I was like, "Oh yeah, they couldn't, you know, afford him, afford. Or, or they couldn't schedule him to come in and do yeah, lines for be. the DLC." He's back. <gasps> they could afford him. They got him back. That's why they, you had to buy it on both Steam Deck and PS Five. He came back. Um, so now I have him and Idris Elba doing stuff. It's just Whoa. a star-studded affair all around. Johnny Silverhand. Yes, I do love Johnny. I, I started out really disliking him. And then I ended up really liking him. Like, I had, like, a I, moment where I was like, no, you're awesome. I'm like, I like this. His voice acting in this is a little... I don't love it. Oh, I don't mind it. Maybe it was just the direction he was given. I, I also don't love the voice acting for your main character. Maybe the girl version is better. The girl is better. The, at least I, the, I remember. The guy version, I, I, I don't love it, honestly. Uh. But... So the first part of this was very, like, go do the thing because you're getting attacked. And it felt very, like, linear. Yeah, now yeah. it's slowed down and opened up quite a bit where okay. I can explore Dogtown more. I have side missions that I can do. So, you know, there is a lot of content in this and there seems to be a lot of kind of like weapons and outfits and stuff that, that you're getting along the way that is new. So, and then the fact that it's just so big, like it, it is cool that I wanted to do a full playthrough of this, but, yeah. but there is this big new thing that I can check out as well. And it, and it does seem to fit pretty seamlessly into the game. So I'm having a great time with it. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to finish this. And um, this game just holds up so well. Yeah. You know, obviously they've been working on it for a long time. 
which is why, but um, I, I am sometimes in disbelief that this game came out in 2020. First. I know, right? And it's still like super popular and, right. and people are still talking about it a lot. Right. So. Uh, two other games that I have been very lightly dabbling in. I picked oh. these two up on the Switch, one of the holiday sales, for, uh -huh. for very cheap. The first is called Retro Bowl. Uh, are you familiar with the game Tecmo Bowl? Yeah, football, I like Tecmo Bowl. Football game. Yeah. American football, not proper not football. Not footsies. Not footy, not the beautiful game. <laughs> um, Tecmo Bowl is kind of, mm. in the NES era, the like gold standard of, of football games. Yeah. And it was just so approachable, so pick up and play. Um, and that was kind of the universal charm of like, yeah, we took an extremely complicated sport and made it really easy and fun and breezy to get through. And the later versions did get the licenses to have like actual players and teams, yeah. which, which made it all the more fun because you could pick your favorite team. So this is kind of a Tecmo Bowl-inspired take in a modern game. Oh. Of like, we're trying to recreate that aesthetic, that easy pick up and play oh. thing. Because there were years where I, Madden has become like impossible to play. Really? Like, I is, never played it. Which is like actual, you know, the simulation of football. Yeah. It is yeah. so convoluted and complicated. People love it, but I don't know. It, how, it is I ridiculous. Like I don't know how Most, don't how most modern sports games these days are really complicated okay. and, and hard to play and hard to learn. So I'm not super into those, but. This is trying to be more approachable, more pick up and play, and it's got this kind of retro yeah. packaging to it. Um, I found that I did not love this game, unfortunately. Oh no, didn't feel like well, technical? So the first thing it does, before you can even play a game, you have all these mandatory, like managing the team things that you have to do. Oh, I don't like, like you that. need to draft players, you need to hire a new coach, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, this is not the pick up and play experience that I wanted. Like, this is a deeper simulation. And I guess it's fine that that stuff is there if you want to do it, but it felt a bit removed from what I thought yeah. this game was going to be. Yeah, that's a different game. And I haven't found a way it's to, like, like, get out of this and, and just play some games. So that so was... So you're still doing that now? In between every game. Like, there's a whole section oh. where it's like, all right, now do this or do that. And at the end of every season, you have to do a draft and you draft these random players. It's like, And you have to manage the salary cap and all this stuff. It's like, oh, that's if not. I was playing Madden, like, that's what I would want to do in Madden. Like, yeah. really, like, tinker with stuff. But you don't that's not you what I came to here. play Tech Mobile. That's not what I came here for. Right. Yeah. Also, this was very confusing to me. In the When you're actually playing the games, you do not play defense. You play offense, and then defense is kind of like simulated for you. So Why? it's like, oh, they got to the 50-yard line, and then they punted, and now you have the ball back. You don't see any of that. You don't play any of that. It just That's happens. That's weird. Very weird. <clears throat> Why? Especially since you might be drafting players who play defense. It seems like that does not matter at all. That is half of the game that you are not playing. That's weird. So... And I looked, I was like, am I missing something? Is this like in a tutorial later? Is there some option I need to turn this on? It's just not in the game. I don't know why they did that. Huh. Very strange to me. So that's very strange. I will, go, I will go back to playing Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, that's so <laughs> weird. Why would they do that? Yes. Tec Tecmo Bowl is on NSL. I'll go back to playing that. Oh, all right. So a little bit sad on that. Uh, the next one I was excited to check out is Ukulele and the Impossible oh, yes. Lair. Oh, yes. Ukulele. I haven't a lot of people, so there are a couple ukulele games. The first was a, these, these are kind of like retro inspired platformers mm -hmm. made by people who had great pedigrees making those on like the N64. Uh, the first one was a 3D platformer 
and didn't get the greatest reviews, so I opted not to get that. But this is a 2D platformer, so a different take with the same characters. And you, what is the main characters like a? It's like a chameleon. I was gonna say like a lizard or something. Lizardy chameleon. Yeah. I don't. I don't know exactly what it is, but um, <clears throat> this game feels very much like the Retro Studios Donkey Kong. Okay. Country games. Yeah. Where it's you and you have a companion, and your main attack is to do a, a roll, roll attack. Yeah. Okay. When you jump on the enemies, they make. That like poppy sound? Exactly. And it has the same kind of weight and momentum mm -hmm. that the Donkey Kong characters have yeah. in those games. Um, something about it did not feel to the same degree of polish or tightness. Mm. There was something that felt a bit sluggish about it all. Oh. But I could tell that there were some good things happening in it. So I have not, I have admittedly not played that much of this mm -hmm. I, I want to keep going but there's just so few you know great 2d platformers to play these days yeah. it's like when and you do fine when it's like if this sale is still going this game is incredible this game was like three dollars oh. versus like thirty dollars it's like a suica game price i was game. like i gotta check this out at this price because i have heard some really good things about yeah. it. i've heard people say like yeah this is like at that level so maybe once I keep going with it, I will I will yeah. discover more of, of, how, of how it got to be that way. I would say right now it's kind of a, a notch below. Mm -hmm. But still fun, right? At $3, absolutely worth checking out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Finally, not a game. Not a game. But did you watch this? I did start watching Pokemon Concierge. On Netflix, Which is yeah. the new show on Netflix that was announced, I think, last Pokemon Day. Mm -hmm. People say it's great. This is a very, so this is stop motion animation. Right story is like this lady is kind of like burnt out on everyday life so she goes to work on this pokemon resort which is on this tropical island it's that's on the beach nice. where pokemon come to stay that's nice and it's an extremely like light and breezy yeah thing and it's it, like very short episodes like 20 a, minutes long right yeah. so so that was something that surprised me they're long there are four episodes uh -huh. and they are at, at most, 20 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. I'm not this is one of those shows that has five minutes of credits. So I'm like, oh, the episode's 20 minutes, but the episode's actually 15 minutes because right, you have five right. minutes of credits. You just, it's like very light. Um, maybe expected more than... Uh, well, you know how long it takes... Under, under an hour of, of content, but it's fine for what it is. It's very light, very breezy, very feel-good. there's only good. four episodes, period? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Let me be clear. There are four episodes, some of which are like 10 minutes long. YouTube? So... It's cool for what it is. Yeah. Um, it's very relaxing. It's a good thing to watch maybe before bed to kind of wind down. I think that's down. the whole point of it, right? It's like the, a the animation cozy. is really well done. Yeah. Um, every, it's, it's beautiful to look at. All the Pokemon um, look great. I have not seen a Machamp yet, though. so Did I you might, see a Snorlax? I might ding it for that. Uh, I watched the first... Three, I have one more to go. I, I was getting sleepy watching it, so I had to go to bed, and so it was doing its job there. I've not seen a Machamp yet. If the Machamp is not in the finale, I'm, I'm docking at a point in my uh, fictional review. So, but yeah, I mean, this if you have a Netflix subscription, you might as well yeah. check it out. It's, oh, very, it's very fun very and yeah. uh, cute. I'd, I'd love for them to keep doing little fun, yeah. fun, fun little things like this. Not everything has to be like the blockbuster 
movie. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's good to have but it's, it's re- I would I would love to see a behind the scenes of how they actually like did the stop motion because it it, it, it is I'm sure it's very beautiful. I'm sure it's very time consuming and very oh, yeah. labor intensive, right. which is why they probably only have like content enough for this limited, you know, four episodes, twenty minutes each kind of thing. Right. Yeah. It is tough. So as for me, I'm gonna keep going with Cyberpunk, and I do want the next kind of big game I play to be Prince of Persia. Yeah, so. I will keep playing that and keep dabbling with other stuff until then, but it's it's not far, so if we don't, yeah. and then and then we're in it. Oh, we're in it again. And we got like a dragon. We got all this other stuff. We're so in it. so I'm in, oh, I'm like enjoying kind so of good. the the down period a little so bit, but exciting. I think I'll I think I have no problem wrapping all this stuff up. But wow, uh, we made it through. Yes, we did. Uh, the news about the news this week is that there is no news. Yeah. There's nothing there, so we actually don't have a news segment this yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were a few things that happened, like, like Bobby Kotick had his last day. We knew that was going to happen, Bye. whatever. Whatever. Um, there was this interview with Miyamoto in The Guardian, which some people were talking about. I went and read that whole thing. It you was said it was boring. It was a little insubstantial. Fluffy. Um, like they were, they, there was a question about him retiring. He said no, Where obviously. he was just like, oh, it's on my mind, but I'm not doing it. He, so, there was like some weird headlines like I think about death more than retiring. I'm there like, was oh boy, here we go. Yeah, I mean it was it was I a, rolled my eyes. It was a fine read, but I think it was meant for a very mainstream audience who mm-hmm. is not like That's living living and breathing every video, video game games, yeah. update. There also was an interview, it's in Japanese, I haven't looked at the translation, but I guess he did um Miyamoto did like a interview with Itoi. Oh. Um don't know about what. About this in, about this Mother 3 remake? Maybe. Yeah. He's going to remake it now. Okay. Yeah. He brought was, the contract with him. So it, it, was, it was in Japanese, so I didn't know what it said. But oh. the two of them got, got together. Great so update. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. So that's the news. That's the news, the news guys. That that yeah. Again, timestamped. January 2nd. Mm-hmm. 9.40 I would hold up a newspaper if I had one, but I don't. We don't, we don't read newspapers. We're not. Like, <laughs> it's not the 1930s. Geez. <laughs> so we're into our questions from our community. We get these each and every week from our Patreon subscribers. First, we have Kai X. Hi, Kit and Krista. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and a new year. I am on my way back from my first trip to New York City, and I got to experience the magic of the Nintendo store. I could have wandered around there for hours, and maybe I did. Two of the shirts I got are Mario popping out of an open manhole on a street in New York City and Link in Central Park feeding pigeons. These shirts are a fantastic hybrid of tune and love photography, live photography, but they do seem a little bit more experimental or unsafe designs compared to Nintendo's normal way of reusing the same two poses on a plain background. Who would have been responsible for these designs? Were you surprised to see such bold choices in merchandise? What other hybrid designs would you like to see, not necessarily limited to New York City? Side note, the tag for the Link shirt is labeled Link in Park. Did someone <laughs> successfully sneak a meme into Perfect. a Nintendo product? I love it. These designs are really nice. These designs are nice, but they're really old. They have been wow. part of the... Um... Way to throw cold water on poor kayaks here. No, no, no. Here. I think they're great designs, and I think it's cool that they still allow the store to sell these, but the reason why they exist is because they were made a really, really long time ago. Like, I think, like, GameCube era. So they the store does have some exclusive merchandise. Yeah. And they do have an in-store designer, designer who we came to work with. He also works on their social media. Mm-hmm. It's great, yeah. And I think the reason that these are a bit more out there is that they know that these are limited distribution. To one audience in One store, store. Like, they're not yeah. selling these, I believe, on the Nintendo online store. No. 
So they're not as worried about it mm -hmm. being. He would, I mean, that was something that we would see a lot of. You could get, you could get exceptions on things if yeah. it was very limited in scope. Yeah, like we were just giving ten, you know, ten to whatever, fifty things away to somebody at an event. Yeah, they were a little bit more lenient. But the, right. these are really old designs. They're from like I, I think they're from the. Game well, what does that have to do with it? Well, I'm just saying they were very. Um, they were a bit more liberal with approvals back then. Now in the in the sort of switch era, they're very strict in terms of how the IP is used. But back in the day, they were definitely a bit more liberal in terms of how they um, allowed merchandise to be made. Speaking of merchandise, mm -hmm. the Nintendo online store is starting to get pretty good. You bought plates. I bought some stuff. Um, they had, now they have some things that were previously only available at the Nintendo Japan stores. Yeah. Which is really nice. That's so, nice. So yeah. I bought a plate set and a bowl set that has mm -hmm. this like original Mario artwork yeah. on it. I bought that. I brought it in here because I don't know what to do with it. So now we're going to be like your grandma and have commemorative plates on display. Should we eat something? I don't want to eat off of these. Have They're like too a, nice. Have like a cereal? It's too nice. No, I, it's, it's for display purpose. No, we can't open that. <laughs> it's for display purposes, but I... That's been a long-term project for them. I just want to give them some props of saying, like, yeah. that, that store is pretty good now. That, I mean, they have, like... It's got I a really... lot of stuff. Some stuff that is exclusive. Some stuff that's hard to find otherwise. Yeah. It ships really fast. It's pretty good. I do love, like, the more home items now. Like, we all right. bought the, um, the Animal Crossing um, coffee cups as well. I think yes. all of us bought that. Right. Uh, and that's nice to see, like, some more things beyond just, like, a t-shirt or something mm -hmm. like that, right? So. Yeah. Ali is next. Hey, Kit and Krista, how would you feel about a hypothetical scenario where Nintendo were to take a rotational approach to their series leads when it comes to their established franchises to get a unique take or perspective based on the director or producer? For example, Mr. Aonuma would shift over to the 3D Mario games, Mr. Fujibayashi to the Metroid series, Mr. Koizumi to the Zelda series, etc. What kind of unique spins to established IPs can you imagine based on the different pairing possibilities? And which pairings can you see being really successful if it were to ever occur? Wow. I've got a fun one. That's a very interesting idea. I, like I would love the Fire Emblem team to make a Splatoon game. Oh. Turn-based strategy turn -based Splatoon. Strategy. Sounds so fun. That would be cool. Of like, again, like, yes, you can attack the other player, but you do need to do like turf war stuff yeah. also. And like put, like, that sounds put so ink cool. Put down and you have to have the majority on the playing yes. field. What yeah. I, I, I have long wanted a Pokemon Go type Splatoon mm -hmm. game where in real world you are doing like You're a turf war thing. Things, but in a turn, yeah. that sounds so fun. That does sound fun. I would love that. Yeah, it's always surprising to me how Nintendo is not set up like this. Right. Like, it's really funny how, like, they're truly, like, in their own little silos. Yeah. And I, I can see how it's, that there's something to that, you know, where you're very focused on just keeping that, the DNA of, like, the Zelda series very, like, pure. And you don't get, like, sort of, you know, um, distracted or, or whatever by other teams and other things that they're doing. Um, but on the other hand, you do kind of limit kind of this creative energy, like, moving around because they're all... Really awesome, right? That does not happen in development, but that does happen in Nintendo in kind of the more corporate. Yeah. So we would often hear like, oh, here's a new person on the communications team. They used to be in legal. Yeah, yeah. They're just rotating through these different departments. That's right. That That's is something right. that happens. Yeah, but not on the development no. side. No, yeah, no, no. And there was, a, there was even like this thing that people, that they were doing at Nintendo where 
if you you could do like two weeks in Japan, you could do like an, a study abroad program, basically. When was this? And people on the legal there was like people on the legal team that went over to Japan and like lived there for two weeks and like. We didn't get that option. No, we did not get that <laughs> option. But I did. I did remember that was a thing that they were doing because they wanted to get teams to like right. talk more. But weirdly, it does not happen on the the dev team. No. Um. Mr. Fujibayashi on another series would be really interesting because he's such a creative mind in terms of like like very unique gameplay mechanics. Like I wonder what he'd be like, for example, like the Mario Kart team. Like also oh. he has such a passion for cars. Oh, that's a good point. I think yes. that would be really fun for him to like take a, a take, you know, have a take on that. Yeah. Like I, I just wonder like, I hope we're not ultra handing cars together, but <laughs> but uh, he that would be cool because that's like a personal hobby of his, you know. So I wonder if there's other developers. I mean, lots of them have a lot of different personal hobbies that yeah. I think seep into the games too. Um, and I, I would love to see that more. But yeah, it is very funny that the development teams are keep are kept very very separate, you know, to a degree where they're like. Have you played this other development team's game yet? They're like, no. No, don't even know what that I is. I don't even know what that is. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> right, right, right. <clears throat> Tay120N64 has a next question. Hey, Kit and Krista, this image, and this is a picture of Lisa Simpson tapping a sign that says, if your game is going to take longer than two years to release, don't reveal it yet. <laughs> this image has been making the rounds over the last week regarding games getting announced too early. This seems to be primarily in response to the Blade game announcement. However, when we compare the game industry to the film industry, often we hear about films as those projects are being shopped around. See? Mm. Your prediction? In jeopardy? And no. once they have been greenlit. With games, we rarely hear about a game until it is ready to be shown. For large companies, this ensures that the conversation around a game is as healthy as possible leading into release, as that first month is the most critical for a game's success. However, is this really what is best for the industry? The game industry is incredibly opaque, and I wonder if more transparency around game projects and development from inception to release wouldn't be better in the long term for everyone involved. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, I do wonder, I'm not obviously not familiar with the, game, the film industry, but yeah, we used to like talk about that a lot, where you look at, like for example, when Marvel would come to Comic-Con, and basically just like show their entire, or like Disney, show their entire roadmap for like right. the next five, six plus years. That didn't go well for them this last time. But it's, it's, that's my point is that like, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't go well because so many things can change in that time frame. And I think in the, in the games industry, I think that the game industry moves faster and changes and cancellations can happen more, like it's more volatile in the film industry, but maybe that's not true because I don't know the, the film industry. But I think that's the reason why the game industry has always been a little bit more conservative in terms of like announcing things too early because there is like a danger of like crazy delays or things getting canceled or things changing where it could be really confusing message to like the audience, the, you know, the person buying the game. So yeah, so I, I don't know if, you know, trying to do it one-to-one -one with the film industry is, is, is possible. For games. I generally agree with Lisa Simpson here. <laughs> She's smart. But smart. the one thing that we have heard from developers of why they sometimes want to do an earlier announcement is that they need it for recruiting purposes. Mm -hmm. Like we have these roles where we really do need people to know what they're signing up for yeah. before we can actually get those people in the way that right. we need it. And I don't know if there's a solution for that. 
But if that is the purpose of like, this is just a step that you need to take to Get fill out your, team. finish your team mm -hmm. and finish making the game, then I guess that's fine. I, w I, would, I would probably keep it to a pretty straightforward announcement mm -hmm. and save you know, more, more details for later. Because yeah. I, I do think we've seen so many examples of like, you know, the, the short ramp up can be really effective mm -hmm. if you concentrate that information and, and do it strategically and, and do it impactfully. Yeah, yeah. I think the other thing too is I've seen it where um, there's a model like the Hades, the Super Giant team does a really good job with it. You have like an early access yeah. period and then you have like a release period. So if you're doing something like that because you need to collect player data or you need to collect like you're, you're like, you know, like squashing bugs or something like that. Yeah. Like that could be effective too as a more modern way of announcing and releasing games. But I yeah. agree. I think a super long ramp up just opens the door for so many things to go wrong and change that you have to correct, course correct later on that is not worth it. I'm very interested to see how the <clears throat> Hades 2 early access stuff goes because yeah, me too. I don't know if we've had a game that's that high profile be an early access yeah. before and I'm not sure because people might just be like, oh, Hades 2 is out, I'm going to get it and they don't may not realize like right, this, is this is still a work access. in progress. Yeah. Normally it's like smaller games that you haven't necessarily heard of. Mm -hmm and they're bringing you behind the curtain as they finish it off. Yeah, they're using the model from the first Hades game before right. it became like a big blockbuster. So it's like now, does that model still work now that you're in a different place? You're that play? big? You're in a different like the, place? Your last game was literally like a game of the year a quality game. Of the year qual game? We'll yeah. find out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ooh, how do you think you say this one? Mandome Jock. Mandome Jock, okay. Hi, Kit and Chris. I've been working in a corporation for a bit and have started to feel the slog. Oh. Just want to do creative things Don't that make all. me happy, not be a cog in the wheel. Your podcast has definitely helped me imagine alternatives for myself once I'm ready to wrap up. Did either of you consider retiring early, quote, firing, which stands for financial independence, retire early, while at Nintendo? Do you consider Never a Minute LLC to be that semi-retirement gig? Or do you think you'll keep going until the end of time? <laughs> Thanks, and Happy New Year. The end of time is a long time. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Uh, we we did have this one thing at Nintendo. What was it? Like, the early out? Right. Neo. Nintendo Neo. early Nintendo out. Nintendo early out. This, so, was, this was a Wii U thing. This is a Wii U where thing. Where it's like, well... You know, we're not going to lay people off, but if people wanted, if people were thinking about retirement, we'll give them some incentive. Yeah, and it, it was great. A lot of companies do this. It was great for Nintendo because we they had such like a uh, a workforce where people had been there for like 30 plus years. Right. So they really did have like the audience for it. Yeah. But the funniest thing is that like people like, they, they basically blanket send you this email if you're right. over a certain age threshold. Right, right. So like all of these people in the executive suite, like Reggie. <laughs> He just got it? Got the email, and he was like, what the hell? Um, well, did like, eventually retire. It did eventually yeah. retire on his own terms, obviously, but I thought it was hilarious because he, he was like, yeah, I got that email. I'm like, what, really? Um, so it was, it was funny. Uh, but um, the, the idea of, I think for me, there's a difference between the idea of like retiring early and the idea of sort of leaving the corporate life. Right. Like I, I definitely, it wasn't like, a long term, it wasn't like I was planning like five years in advance to leave my corporate job and start right. a business with, you know, my best friend and business partner. But it was like this thing that happened that was the right opportunity for us. And now I can never see myself going back to yeah. corporate life because once you do get a taste of like having that creative freedom, and there's so many challenges that come to, comes from not having 
a corporate job. Like, for example, we, you and me, have to set up our, like, 401k stuff for right. our business this right. year. And that's, like, I don't know how to do that. But, like, you have to do all that stuff yourself now, which is really hard. And there's obviously, like, a lot of scary things and challenges that happen when you leave the safety net of a corporation. But... I think for us so far, it's really been like worth it and the right move for us. But I do see that as a different thing than like than like retiring early. Um, I have not thought about like retirement yet. Um, I do have like dreams about moving to like Thailand and eating food all day and doing nothing. But I don't think I'm quite ready for that yet. Yeah, I think when you retire, no, like no matter the age, you need to have sort of a plan of like, well, what do I do? What am I doing now? Yeah. Because I think you know people get to the retirement age. And like, I think my father like kind of struggled with this where like he didn't, he's like, I need something to do. Like I'm used yeah. to having this routine, this job that's yeah. occupying all my time. And now I'm just kind of twiddle, like, twiddling my sitting thumbs. Around. Yeah. So I think the people who do best in retirement, like they know what they're going to do. Like for me, I'm going to paint these Warhammer figurines. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. So I got it all figured out. You got to figure it out. That takes um, a lot of your time. But yeah, I think you like no matter the age, you do need to figure that out. So I actually have a friend who is my age who recently retired. That's right. He was working for a big company and was in a very high position. And I guess, you know, the numbers worked out for him where yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah I, I no longer need to work. So so good for him. He's a great Patreon supporter now. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, you know, he's got a long way to go. He's my age. Um, yeah. So, But he's know, filling his days with things, right? Yeah, he's got a lot of things to do. So, yeah. you know, we'll see, you know, how his... his is my, does his mindset on that change over time? Right. But um, no, we, we are not at a point where we can retire. No. <laughs> we are no. not yet there. Yeah. And I don't want to. Right. Like, I, I feel yeah. like I, I really like, like doing stuff. <laughs> and I'm, I like to keep busy too. Like, yeah. I, I don't see, right. I mean, I love like being on Christmas break for five days and vegging out. Yeah. But I can't see myself doing that like for years and years. Exactly. And years. I, I will need to like some kind of. Totally. Something to keep my brain sharp, you know, or, or keep myself busy. So, yeah, but we absolutely do not see this as, like, a retirement gig or anything. It was just, like, the next step career-wise for us right. that made sense, and we're, we're so lucky that we get to do this. Right. Ninja Eleven's next. Hi, Kit and Krista. We know that Nuzlocks, we're uh, back on the Nuzlocks, are frowned upon. Ouch. But what is Nintendo's stance on other unmodded challenge runs, like beating Mario while touching as few coins as possible, beating Pokemon without using the Pokemon Center or healing items, etc.? Challenges like these are all done with in-game mechanics and don't have implied character deaths, so I was wondering if the Big N had a stance on these types of self-imposed challenges. I don't think... It you know, beyond, like, the Nuzlocke that were a banned, horrible, don't ever mention a thing back then, some of these other things, as long as you're not, like, modding the game, Nintendo doesn't really they don't care. care. They don't care. They, they do, like, there are certain things that they want you to do to have, like, the, they, from their perspective, is, like, this is the way to play the game for you to have the most fun. Right. Um, and they, they would love for everyone to play it like that, but I think they recognize that people... Everybody has fun a different way and plays games a different way. So as long as you're playing within the constraints of, you know, the game itself, like, I don't think they had an issue with any of that stuff. Right. They probably would not, like, go out of their way to say, like, hey, play it this way. But, you know, yeah. if, if, for example, like, one of the Nintendo brand ambassadors was doing a stream where they were playing it this way, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't care. Normal yeah. people don't care about this stuff. No. No. No, no, no. They wouldn't care. They and wouldn't the Nuzlocke care. thing was such a, I mean, that was something where, like, I do think there was maybe some misunderstandings involved so. in that in that exchange as well but the response was so harsh it was like it was hard to jeez it was hard to explain it 
Holy! Like, continue to go heck. down that road. <laughs> Come on, yeah. people. Yeah. 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 Exactly. But yeah, they, they. They. I don't think they have like any issue with that at all. Yeah. Last question is from Adam at the number nine door. First question in a while. Hey again. I was looking through games and remember that instruction manuals used to be a thing. And oh man, I missed them. Even though I haven't read a whole lot of them, they're so nice to have. Do either of you have favorite instruction manuals from back in the day? Here are two highlights. Pikmin size comparisons and Persona 3 having whole fusion table. Both very cool additions. P.S. Remember the note section? Did you ever use that? Oh my god. <clears throat> Did you? No, I never used the I would never thing. write in a manual, I can no. never write in it. It's like writing in a textbook. No, what would I write in there? Like this... Write what? Secret is here, like in a Zelda no. manual. You would like write like, this is how you get out of this dungeon? Like no. defile this beautiful Yeah, manual. I can't do it. It's like, it's like I'm too... I'm too like conditioned to right. not like ever write in a book. Right. And not ever like do anything like that. Um, I really like the instruction manuals with maps in them. Oh. Super Mario World had that, I think. Where hmm. like you unfolded it and in in, it was like the world map. Like I love that. I wish that we like the, I like maps. So yes. like I wish that there was a more. And I know physical things aren't like a thing anymore. And I do buy my games digitally a lot. But I just wish that there was like a better way for us to like look at the map for a game. That's so nice. Two two things that I used to really like were in fighting games. They would just have the move set for oh, every yeah, character, that's so it would be easy to just flip around. Sure. Versus having to like go to a million menus yeah. in the game and do it. And then some games, I think this is maybe something that happened a long time ago, was some games would have just like a mini strategy guide built in. Yes. Where it's like, let's take you through the first mission and we'll, we'll kind of teach you how to play. The basics. But it was like something out of Nintendo Power, but in the manual. Right. I right. really like that. Those are nice too. Yeah. 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 I do, I do used to like always, you know, look and flip through the manual and stuff like that. Like, I always would. Right. It wasn't like I just left it in the box. I mean, we did get to see, you know, when manuals were a thing, like, how they came to... It's a lot of work to put it's together a, a manual. Work. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the bigger consideration is, like, it's another physical item that you need to create, and, and it package. adds to the weight, which is a big right. consideration, because every, every little additional bit of weight means it costs more yeah. to ship it. Yeah. And the other thing that happened was, like... The more things you print it physically, the more likelihood it would, it would leak. True. Like you would have to send the manual to the printer, or right. like that kind of stuff always was like a concern. Like when that we used to have to do that, it's like okay, we're sending the manual to the printer on this right. day. Right, right, right. Like you guys might be, want to be prepared for like leaks or something mm -hmm. like that because you just never know. So yeah, this is yeah. just a, a sad thing that we're probably yeah never. Getting back, and it's amazing like how much more information you used to get going into a game versus like yeah, we'll. Tutorialize everything. So we need like mixed reality where like you put, you put the, the, the switch oh. two down and you push a button and like a virtual there manual pops up. New prediction. And then you could like flip, like like air flip through it. Yeah. That would be so cool. Yep. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yep. Maybe there's like a way to download to your phone or something. I don't know. Like mm. I do like, I do like the idea of having something, but yeah. it's too bad. It's not like that time and time and age has passed. We did it. Okay, we're locking in all of these predictions. Um, that's very exciting. Uh, this is our first episode of 2024, which it is, is 
Society. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to wrap it up here by shouting out some of our wonderful superstars and one-up club members. We had a Shall lot we? of people joining the Patreon. New year, new... I know, I saw so many great, people join. Great new community to be a part of, so thank you to all of our yeah. new members. And if you were on the fence, it's never been a better time. That's true. Never yeah, it was so nice time. to see people that were like, I've been made, I, this is my New Year's resolution to yeah. join the community. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Um, okay. Are you ready for superstars? Yes. Here we go. Aaron Hash. Ben Eichhorn. Maru Mayhem. Eigenverse. Kiss My Flapjack. Mike Chen. Roy Eschke. Switching it up. Underscore. on. VGM Life. Link, the hero of Weeds. Angela Bycroft and her pig Molly. Thomas O'Rourke. Kyla Buff. Ro Roberto Nieves. Frederick Wolf Conradson. Andrew Uhas. Chili. And Bruce Dash. Woohoo! Happy New Year to Molly. Oh, Molly. We love you. Um, here is the One Up Club graduation service. A Ron Burgundy. Ale Alejandro. Astro Dev. Awesome 46. Bad Moon Horizon. Ben GB. Blue Yellow Gray. Bookum Dano. Bookishly Fab. Brooke Obscura. Brovac Novak. Cameron. Chelly Squirrel. Christopher Lay. Captain Alex. Crim Cat. Sea Roper 17. Cynical Squid. Dachshund. Doinko. Dolce. Dino Punch. Elite Peach. Espars 50. Fart Free 69. Fairbound. Fernie and Jess Forever. Fox Deploy. Garrett Hullfish. Garth the Wolf. Gartooth. G Sun 101. Heroic. Iris Marin. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jones. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jerry92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hemmerly. Juji Fruit. Just Camtro. Justin Leminger. Kawa2796. Keith Kwan. Kevin Delane. Kilo Kibo. Christorati Kid. Christopia Party with me. Kyle Gamer Barry Rookie. Kyle Kretzer. Linnell Stickman. Lazy Cat for Coffee. Lex. Lit. Macho Potato. Mad Dog5981. Magnificent Easy G plus Callie Marie. Marky Man 64. Mario Man 392. Mecha Dragon 101. Medallion 2889. Megan. Michael Cravens. Mikey. Mr. Ryan 07. Motomania. Mr. Andy Palm. Mr. Beans and Dip. MSM Poke Gamer. Mytran. Nasir. Nathan Burkhart. Ninja. Oh, sorry, Nick. Ninja 11. Panda Buns. Pangy. Paul C. Pace. Paul Gale Network. Prime Factor. Prince Charmless. Raver. Rain Tech. Rithe One. Rob Osborne. Rock. Rianetta. Sharif Jackson. Sheer Cold Vanilla. Shinru. Slowbro. Snoggle. Spicy Munchkin. Steel Citrone. Tales of Link. Tay 120N64. Tech Magic. The Chark Among Men. Thomas Alvarez. Three Rivers. Tim Vacanti. Tover Schmofer. Totally Joed. Travis Torline. Trajawi. Tugs Puppy Bear. Tusku. Tyler Geis. Fezfez. Video Game Stupid. Viridian. Virtual Bot. Weed Kingdom. WG Grizzy. What up, Khalil? Wicked Davy. Will Johnson. Zudiverf. Zelgra. Zapati. And Zoid. <sighs> That's a lot of names. <laughs> the ranks are growing. Ranks are growing again. Um, well, if you would like to join us on Patreon, we are at patreon.com slash Kit and Krista. You get access to all sorts of stuff, early access to this podcast, and tons of exclusive content. And of course, get to be a part of our wonderful Discord community. It's great. If you're watching on YouTube, you can go ahead and subscribe to this channel, give this video a thumbs up, and leave us a comment, please. And if you are one of our great, yes? No, nothing. Yes, was early. audio listeners. I was early. You can also subscribe, give us a five-star rating, <laughs> and a written review, if you please. And we're please. on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and Threads. Nice. Okay, what do you guys think of our predictions for 2024? Do you think we're right, wrong? crazy do you have ones of your own leave it for us in the comments and we'll see you later bye, bye.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE or Summit 4xE. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.